this this was absolutely not when I was supposed to put this episode out, but we're here now, so let's rock and roll. This is going to be the episode where I'm going to kind of dissect the movie Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, most recent Marvel Cinematic Universe movie uh, type deal, and I'm kind of going to go step by step through different aspects that I really liked uh, and didn't like. There, There's a lot more stuff that I liked than stuff I didn't like. But yeah, so that's the uh, that's the gist for this episode. Um, I might dive into Toy Story at the end. I have a lot less to say about that movie than I do about Spider Man, so I can't really get into. I can't justify doing a whole episode on Toy Story four. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll start off though with my overall thoughts. Uh, so Spider Man, yeah, came out at the start of July. I saw it like two weeks ago or so, and um, it was it was a fucking great movie. Uh, the cast was great. It was really fun. The pacing was good. The first little bit before everything sort of gets established with, you know, who, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Cause there was a lot of speculation coming off the trailers for this movie where they kind of, um, you know, portrayed Mysterio as like a hero. And they said he's from a multi-universe and, uh, which, you know, is, is canon, technically, in the books. Uh, not so much the movie, because that gets shut down right away. Um, but yeah, they say, okay, so Mysterio is from a different universe, Earth, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's the Earth. I don't know the specific number, and I wish I did. I should have done my homework on that. But the Earth that they say Mysterio is from is the Earth that the amazing Spider-Man universe and the... Uh, marvel shared universe takes place in whereas it's not the same earth that the marvel cinematic universe takes place in so that's kind of like an easter egg so if you're a little ahead of the curb you might pick up and be like oh that's okay so he's lying um that was cool i like that there's a few other things in the movie similar to that that kind of like retcon stuff that i'll i'll touch on that really cracks me up um but no like i said the first little bit of the movie before Mysterio is sort of exposed is really fun. There's not a whole lot of high-stakes stuff. Um, you sort of follow Peter being the polar opposite of how he is in Homecoming, where in Homecoming, for the first little bit, he's kind of constantly on Happy's ass, hitting him up, trying to be a hero and do hero shit, and trying to be the next Iron Man, whereas in this one, now that, you know, spoilers, um, Iron Man is dead, as a result of uh, Avengers Endgame, he is sort of super guilty and grief-stricken and doubting himself a whole lot. Um, there's a whole lot of uh, like big shoes to fill type vibes where he just doesn't think he's up for it in any way, shape, or form. And um, yeah, they sort of hit the ground running. They start and explain that the uh, the snap, or as they call it, the blip, where Thanos snapped his finger and a half of the universe disappeared. Um, they sort of talk about how it is getting back into that, whereas some of the younger kids are now older. Some of the kids that were their age look way older, but they're still in school for whatever reason. Presumably, society collapsed after the blip. So there's one character, I forget his name. I, I want to say it's like Tim or something. He um, It's like he's their age, but the blip happens, so he's not in school for five years, and then he's back in school as, like, a whatever, a 20-year-old, so he's, like, developed and, like, older looking, and all the girls are obsessed with him, and that's, like, a funny little side plot, um, but yeah, it's, like, 
they handle it very quickly. I thought there was going to be a lot more of that in this movie to sort of explain what the world's like now that the uh, blip has happened and everybody's back. But they didn't. And that's fine, honestly. I think it's funny. Um, but yeah, they so they, they sort of get into that. There's a, a really funny scene at the start of the uh, the high school news show, which was a highlight for me from Spider-Man Homecoming, where uh, I want to say it's Betty Brant, and I forget the co-host name. They're just, like, so funny and, like, cringy high school, you know, high school, like, news show. Well, just what it is. Um, but, yeah, it's really funny. They have, like, a really cheesy, uh, funny sort of, flat like, PowerPoint flash slideshow for uh iron man which is just so poorly done that it's like really funny um that killed me uh jb smooth is a new character in this movie as well uh kind of seems like i just jumped out of nowhere but he he's a teacher um so on the topic of the school uh the plot basically follows peter ned mj flash and uh most of the class we don't really know a whole lot of the people in peter's class those are the only real established characters as well as betty of course um but they go with the teacher who's played by that guy who's in all the seth rogan movies and like you you, you know you know the guy um him and jb smooth are the chaperones and they go on a european vacation um during the setup peter's kind of ducking all of Nicholas uh, Fury's calls. Nick Nick Fury. Nicholas, what the fuck? Uh, Nick Fury's calls. Like, he just keeps putting him to voicemail, not paying attention. Happy Hogan is like, hey, man, don't do that. Um, and Peter's like, yo, I don't want to deal with this. It's too much. Uh, he also has, you know, speculations and uh, suspicions that something's going on with Aunt May and Happy. Same thing. He's like, I don't, I don't need to deal with this shit. I just want to be a kid. I can't do this. I'm not the next Iron Man. Fuck this. So he just ignores Shield, ignores Nick Fury, and takes off on this vacation. He just wants to be a kid, and it all seems to be going to plan. They fly over. Um, there's a really funny sequence on the plane where he's trying to have this whole sort of master plan to sit next to MJ, and it doesn't work. So that that's fun. They keep like I said the jokes. Man, there's like no lulls in this movie. It's very funny. Uh, they get to Europe. The the hotel sucks. All that. Um, and then the water elemental shows up. Uh, the elementals sort of pop up throughout the movie. The wind one we don't really see a whole lot of, aside from the fact that it's destroyed. Uh, we see the earth one at the start, where he emerges. And uh, Mysterio shows up, fights him. That's how Mysterio gets ganged up with S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Kobe Smulders, and uh, Sam Jackson. They are doing their thing. Um, then Peter's like, okay, this is cool. I'm not being Spider-Man. This is dope. And then walks into his room, and from the trailer, Nick Fury shows up, tranquilizers Ned, and... Um, yeah, like sort of gives him the lowdown, says, listen, you're coming with me. We got to talk. He uh, meets Mysterio. They sort of talk about the elementals. Mysterio gives them the backstory that he's uh, Quentin Beck. He's from this other planet, well, a different Earth in a different universe. And um, he says a quote where Peter sort of nerds out about uh, alternate realities and, you know, uh, multiple universes and stuff like that. And um, he's like, sorry. And then he's like, never apologize for being the smartest man in the room. And it, I, you think it's kind of just a, a, a nice sentiment to extend to this kid. 
and then it sort of leaps back later. So you'll you'll we'll talk about that. Um, but I like that. Jake Gyllenhaal is great. Jake Gyllenhaal is really great in this. Actually, he kind of plays two roles, as I already touched on. Um, he is in fact not who he says he is, but we'll get there. So uh, water elemental shows up. Not hydro man. It's the water elemental. They're different. Uh, they differentiate in the movie as well. I know a lot of people, uh, myself included, saw the trailer and said, oh, cool, there's Sandman, there's Hydro Man, there's Mysterio, three villains, cool. Uh, no, the elementals are different than the, like, Hydro Man, different than Sandman, uh, different than Molten Man. It, it's ridiculous that those all exist. Uh, it's the same character, but they're not the same character. So, you know, fuck off. Um, basically, water... Elemental shows up, starts fucking up uh, Rome, I think. Rome or Italy. I don't... Man, I don't know. Um, either way, Mysterio shows up. Sort of... Spider-Man's doing ground level, like, you know, like small-scale Spider-Man stuff. Saving buildings from falling, getting people to safety. Mysterio's fighting the Elemental. Um, so Peter's like, who the fuck's this guy? There's a lot of funny segments where he doesn't have a mask, so he's uh, trying to, like, hide his face. And, yeah, it's funny. So he... Um, eventually meets back up with them they talk sorry this happens before i'm an idiot he uh he meets up with mysterio after that's when he meets mysterios after this happens uh and nick fury sort of abducts him and they talk and blah 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 he tells him about the uh the elementals and how his universe is destroyed and all that shit uh spider-man is like yeah i don't really want to do this nick fury roasts the shit out of him gives him what seems like a motivational speech but he's kind of just going in on this kid saying he's not up to the mantle and stark was an idiot for leaving him this power and blah 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 blah. um gives him gladys no there's a new name edith edith is like the ai tech that um stark builds in his glasses he gives those to uh to peter so peter has those on his field trip and yeah he, there's a few funny segments where he's, like, reading, uh, you know, like, texts and uh, sort of, like, hacking people and whatever. Um, but, yeah, so he gives them this technology, and he's like, oh, cool, I have Iron Man's power now, basically. Um, there's a good sequence where he's talking to Gyllenhaal on the roof, and Gyllenhaal's like, hey, man, you know, you're a kid. If you want to be a kid, be a kid. You know, like, I got this. I'll do what I can. And sort of, like, is a really good support system and uh mentor to peter which is nice because he hasn't really had that he added an iron man but even iron man's on his ass so it's cool that he's like hey you don't have to be a hero you can just do your thing and be a kid so he's like cool i'll do that he fucks off um a few other things happen uh similar stuff the elemental blah 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 you know he kills the water elemental that's cool everybody sort of like hypes him up as a hero in the media in the news uh, it's very cool, whereas Peter Parker has, like, his spy suit, and he's trying to make it seem like Spider-Man's not there, so he refers to, somebody asks him if Spider-Man's there, and he's like, nope, that's the Night Monkey, which is funny, that's a thing from Marvel as well, um, also, there's a really funny scene where, on the news, like I just mentioned, where they're talking about Mysterio, uh, Flash, I think, walks in and goes, man, I'm reading about this water guy. It seems like his name's this. Uh, I forget his name. Again, I should have done better homework, and I should know this anyways, but 
uh, it's the, like the full name of Hydro Man, and he's like, oh, his 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 atoms became infused with uh, hydrogen, and uh, yeah, he's he's made of water, and that's a person. And then they're like, that's Buzzfeed. It's clearly a lie. Like they they disarm Hydro Man's origin story as a, a clickbait article, which is hilarious. That killed me. Um, I really like that. I like that they do touches like that. I like that they do a touch um, where. In a little bit, we get to a scene where Peter meets up with, uh, they they have a showdown with Molten Man. Not Mol- oh wow, now I'm an idiot. They have a showdown with the uh, the Fire Elemental, and um, that's the one that they're all worried about. And they're like, oh, he's the most powerful. If he gets a hold of this, he'll he'll kill everybody. Peter sort of bails on MJ to go help Mysterio fight this guy. Uh, they fight. It's a big, crazy, cinematic foreshadowing, cinematic fight, and um. Yeah, then Peter isn't able to stop him. Mysterio goes, yeah, whatever happens, like, it was nice to meet you. Charges into the middle of the molten fire guy, fire elemental, and explodes, basically, with his, like, green powers, super shit, um, and kills him. But then they're like, oh, Mysterio's gonna die. And then he doesn't. And they're like, wow, what a hero. Uh... During this, MJ sees a piece of something on the ground uh, from the fight scene where Peter actually goes to web something and his web just hits something that's invisible and he's like, what the fuck? And it's like, a thro- it's a throwaway. It's a really quick scene. MJ grabs this thing, runs off with it. Uh, Peter's talking to Gyllenhaal at the bar, says, listen, he didn't trust me to be the next Iron Man. He trusted me with the power. He trusted me to choose who is the next hero that Earth needs. I think that's you. Quentin Beck is like, dude, there's no way I can't take this Iron Man power. He's like, no, I need you to have it. You're the hero. I'm transferring all of the, you know, whatever. So he transfers this Edith power in the sunglasses to um, to Jake Gyllenhaal, who is Myster- well, Mysterio, who's, you know, super stand-up, nice, cool dude. Um great scene where they're talking he's like okay cool leaves um as peter's walking around the corner you see everybody in this bar start to disappear slowly all of them everybody disappears the bar disappears the bar's empty it's just an empty building he's sitting there he starts maniacally laughing gyllenhaal completely does a 180 in this scene where he goes from being a brooding like my life collapsed but i can do better i'm a i'm a martyr and like a in a convincing way too, not like every other hero movie we've seen where that character is kind of hard to believe, and um, he just flips. He's a fucking psycho. He's crazy eyes. His charisma's through the roof. He's just like an egotistical prick. And then we get this really cool reveal where he is who builds the technology that Tony Stark he he, he calls it Barf, but. At the start of Civil War, when Tony Stark's reliving the last time he saw his parents, that technology was made by Quentin Beck, who's is not Quentin Beck, his name's different, but him. So he created that. Iron Man called it Barf, disregarding how you know integral this technology is, ultimately disrespecting and uh, you know sort of like humiliating Jake Gyllenhaal's character. So he has motive. The bartender in the scene that's serving Peter Parker and uh, Mysterio is this bald man. And then it shows him. He's the guy that is trying to help Jeff Bridges' character build the Iron Monger. Like a hate, uh, and I, 
why can't I think of his name? The uh the Iron Man suit, like the duplicate of the Iron Man suit in Iron Man One, and he can't. He's the guy that scene where he's like, he built this in a cave with a box of scraps. This fucking bald guy is the guy that he's yelling at in that scene. He's with Quentin Beck slash Mysterio slash Jake Gyllenhaal as well. Everybody, all these different characters in the background are from, they're plucked from obscure roles in all of the Iron Man and Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. They all have motive, and it's insane. Uh, one of them, I believe, has something to do with, like, the, the facility that hosts uh, Captain America while he's frozen still. Either way, they all get together. One of them is, you know, super good at um, programming, of course. One of them's an arms ma- uh, an arms expert. You got Jake Gyllenhaal. He's like a weird, creepy genius. And then it's revealed that he's using drones. Yeah, drones. The most common enemy from every Spider-Man game ever. Drones are actually in a fucking Spider-Man movie now. He's using these weaponized drones to project the elementals to project Mysterio's suit, to project everything all these people have been seeing, to portray himself as a hero, to get trusted, so that, quote, the smartest in the room will never be disrespected again, and instead of people not listening to them, they'll have to listen, because they're the heroes. Heroes, you know, he he believes you, you can design a hero, you can make heroes. Heroes shouldn't just be created and then... If they're good, they're good, and if they suck, they suck. Um, Which is, like, a very interesting take on the sort of day we live in with, like, media representation and, like, uh, portrayal in the media in general, how people perceive things. If the news says something, that's that's it. Face value, that's what it is. Um, So he does this to get on the news, and everybody tells him, hey, Mysterio's our guy. That's the new dude. Ultimately, so his voice is heard, which is... In my opinion, not the best Marvel villain, um, you know, like morality sort of twist, like ethical villain type deal. It's not the best or the most uh, justifiable. I mean, kill, uh, yeah, Killmonger in Black Panther is great. Even Thanos to some extent, um, but it's still good. It's still there, and I like that. So, anyways, he keeps going. Uh, there's some cool sequencing where he uses the the powers to sort of um, fuck with Peter. Uh, they recreate that really cool cover of I forget which Amazing Spider-Man issue it is, but it's the one where Mysterio's head, like the fishbowl-looking helmet, is off. It looks like a snow globe, and Spider-Man's trapped inside. They recreate that scene, uh, and it's just Peter Parker is like in a building. And all this weird shit's happening to him. And he's freaking out and he's scared. And none of it's actually happening. He thinks he's with Nick Fury. He's not even with Nick Fury. It's all projections. And it, it, it's really cool to see how scared this kid is. When he can't even trust reality. And what he like he doesn't know what reality is. Um, it's very, very cool. Of course, guys, I'm, I'm skipping a lot of beats in the story. But it, it, it's very cool. They have a final showdown uh, where he's trying to show like, oh, the... All the elementals are together now. Look how big they are. We're going to destroy this bridge. And again, because the drones are not only projecting, they're weaponized, so they're triggering explosions and damage and stuff. And that's, you know, ultimately what um, Parker's trying to stop here. He's not trying to stop Mysterio from being, like, cool guy on the news. He's trying to stop him from killing innocents just to to prove a point, essentially, and to get clout. Uh, But... 
so they have a showdown. Uh, everybody runs off to safety. There's this really great recurring bit where JB Smoove just keeps referring to Mysterio as a witch, and uh, he keeps trying to cancel the field trip every time something happens. Like, he'll just pop into a scene and go, like, field trip's canceled on account of witches, and then bail, and it's fucking hilarious. Um, anyway, so they all fuck off. Everybody's safe. Peter's fighting. Uh, Mysterio. Mysterio has all of his dudes hunting down the people that know about the drones and the situation, which would be Ned, uh, Betty, and MJ. So they're running around. Happy Hogan is um, doing like a side quest deal where he's rounding all of them up and hiding. Uh, so drones start <laughs> drones start chasing Happy and the kids. They run into a museum. They go into the basement. They're running. They're running. They get into a vault. Really great scene here where they grab all this ancient weaponry stuff in the museum and start bashing up, you know, fighting back, essentially, bashing the, the drones. Happy gets a shield and is, like, shielding the, the gunfire. They get in. He goes to throw it and just fucking botches it so bad. Like, goes to throw it, and it just immediately drops and spirals out. And he, it's, like, a really funny thing where he just he tries to be a hero. He tries to pull a Captain America for one second and just, like, falls flat on his face, and it's hilarious hilarious um happy was a big part of this for me honestly like i'll touch on that after but so then the kids you know everybody's safe obviously happy ending cool mysterio uh has one last trick up his sleeve where he's on the ground it looks like he gets shot by one of his own drones peter sort of uh battles with the whole thing of not trusting his quote spider sense the whole movie which we haven't seen yet in these movies, we haven't seen technically his spider sense, um, but we see the spidey sense sort of come to fruition. He just goes, yo, you just got to trust it. Fuck this. Doesn't trust what he's seeing, closes his eyes, runs. He's dodging drones. He's dodging gunfire, fucking just beating ass, breaking all the drones. Finally gets to Mysterio. Mysterio shoots himself by accident uh, with one of his drones. And um, yeah, he's laying there. He's giving him his last sort of speech. And then he's sort of, like, being like, okay, I've learned the errors of my ways. And then Peter just, like, does this really quick movement and dodges. And you hear a gunshot. And it's the last thing. It's it's the last trick up Mysterio's sleeve where Mysterio is, whole, like, Peter dodges. And you show the drone, like, sort of breaks. Or the drone, maybe it stops working. I don't quite remember. Either way. Um, and we see... Mysterio wasn't on the ground shot. Mysterio's behind Spider-Man with a gun, trying to shoot him in the head. But he catches his arm. Uh, he is he is shot, but he, you know he's behind him. He tries to trick him. Either way, he falls down there. They have a bit of a dialogue where he goes, "Don't you get it? Like, it doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong. It's what people see. You'll learn that soon. Like, if people see you as the bad guy, you're the bad guy. That's it. If people see you as the hero, you're a hero. That's it." Um. It's pretty crazy. Then there's the scene where he takes Edith back and um, stops the drone attacks, obviously. And there's a, a dialogue exchange where he goes, like, execute the order, you know, like, execute order, whatever. Like, self-destruct all drones. And Edith goes, are you sure we're not done the protocol you are that is in place? And he goes, no, that's it. Execute them all. All the drones fuck off. They go back to space. They go up to, yeah, like from into Stark's, Stark Industries satellite thing in the atmosphere. Excuse me, I just need a drink. Um, but, yeah, and that's it. You think it's it. Quentin dies. Um, 
not quite a martyr. Not he 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 does die a villain. He's absolutely insane. Um, so he dies. Cool, whatever. Um, Peter flies home. The whole you know field trip's over. There's a scene on the bridge where him and MJ sort of like say everything. Uh, she calls him out. She's like, "You're Spider Man," and he's like, "What?" Like he's about to say he likes her, and she's like, "You're Spider Man, I know." And he's like, "What? Uh, what the fuck?" So then he's like, "Okay, yeah, I'm Spider Man." Uh, but then he tells her that he likes her, and she's like, "Yeah, I know," and she likes him too. It's this nice little cute scene. It's whatever. Um, really like their dynamic. Zendaya is really funny. She's like super dark and like morbid, but like funny. It reminds me of a lot of people I know. It's, like, a very dark sense of humor. Like, they're walking on a bridge, and he's like, isn't it pretty? She's like, yeah, this is the last place they publicly executed somebody by beheading. And he's just like, okay. Uh, so they get back. Everything's cool. They're a couple now. Um, Ned and Betty start dating on the trip, too. That's a side plot. Not really integral to the story, but it's just funny. Uh, they're, like, super, you know, I don't even, like, every obnoxious couple you've ever known, they're that. And then they break up when they get back. And, yeah, I don't know. Uh, either way, they, they get back, talks to Happy and Aunt May. They are, in fact, uh, seeing each other. They have different, differing opinions on what they are. Uh, Happy says they're together. She says we're just having a fling. Um, anyway, so uh, everything wraps up nicely. Uh, Nick Fury kind of comes comes to terms with, like, oh, this kid's all right. Like, my bad. Sorry. Uh, there's a really cool scene where Happy saves peter the first time he fights with mysterio and gets fucked up and he kind of talks to him and just talks about how much he reminds him of uh tony and happy's like a really cool like father figure role in this movie he saves him stitches him up gives him a pep talk and uh, all that good stuff and then peter goes to work he starts playing uh acdc call back to the first iron man and uh peter is building his own armor with the, uh, the Tony Stark industry stuff that he uses in Iron Man 2 to design his own custom armor. Uh, Peter makes a new suit. It's nothing crazy different, but it does have the parachute. It has the gliding, whatever webbing you want to call it. And it's the, the red and the black instead of the red and the blue. It's very cool. It's from, I think, Astonishing, but again, I could be wrong. Um, so it's cool to see that. Nice little scene, funny joke where he goes, he puts on back and black, and he goes, "Oh, I love Led Zeppelin." Like, r just really funny back and forth stuff between John Favreau and Tom Holland. Um, so then they get over to the end of the movie where everything kind of wraps up neatly. You know, like the hero is actually dead. It's not like the Vulture at the end of Homecoming where they're like, "Oh, we're doing the Sinister Six. P.S. Um, and yeah, it's cool. There's a nice little post-credit scene where, well, at the movie ends, he meets MJ. He's like, are you ready? She's like, yeah. He's like, cool, jump on. Piggybacks her, flies around, like gives her a little tour, web, sw web swinging, and then, you know, fades to credits with them laughing, having fun, cute, nice, right? <laughs> post-credit scene is fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> the post-credit scene is... They land. She's scared. She's like, wow, that was a lot. Never do that again. He's like, okay, cool. Anyways, I got to go. Goes to take off. Um, we hear a breaking news bulletin on Times Square. Big screen. J.K. Simmons is back as J. Jonah Jameson running an InfoWars-esque divisive news show, um, which is definitely a callback to the game where he has a podcast. 
and he goes, we just have, we have this new footage, blah, 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 blah. Mysterio, Earth, Earth's newest best superhero, Mysterio, is dead. Here's the footage of his final minutes. This is disturbing. And so what he did was, uh, there's one drone that doesn't get destroyed, and it films a low angle, so you just see Spider-Man's legs, and you see uh, Mysterio sitting there. And he goes like, Spider-Man's crazy, he attacked me, I don't know what's going on, he has all these drones, blah 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 blah, I'm scared. And then Spider-Man shows up, so he presumably records this before, Sp- like while Spider-Man is in, in the vision, uh, in you know, in the, uh, the weird CG f- battle, I don't know what the fuck's going on thing, records that, and then it shows when he cancels the drones and says, execute them all, that's all you hear, is him say that Spider-Man has the drones, Spider-Man tells the Edith system, like the Alexa, uh, that, yo, like, cool, kill order. And they go, are you sure there will be massive collateral damage? And he goes, execute them all. So he literally just tweaks all this footage and doctors it and releases it to the news. And, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. And it goes, wow, like, what the fuck? You know, like, he just made Spider-Man look like a murderer. So, presumably, they're going to do the whole Spider-Man is the enemy, he's the bad guy, police don't back him anymore, which is fine. That's from all the books. That's usually how he starts out as well. Whenever he first starts out, it takes him a long time to sort of prove, excuse me, that he is, in fact, a good guy and he's a hero and he's on the right side. Um, Nothing new there. However... Then he goes, see, Spider-Man's a bad guy. I don't know. What the fuck? That's the thing is uh, Spider-Man is uh, he lives in New York. He's he's here in Europe and uh, his name's Peter Parker. That's it. Credits. Well, Peter goes, what the? And it cuts out similar to the Aunt May one where she (laughs) finds out Peter's Spider-Man at the end of Homecoming. But yeah, pretty pretty substantial stuff for the future of these movies and i'm really curious to see where they're gonna go so that's that's how the movie plays out now i'm gonna get into a bit of the stuff that happens right so like i said jake gyllenhaal does play essentially two characters he plays quentin beck and then he plays mysterio after you know the jig is up and he's fake he's he's none of that's real he's the bad guy and he does both very very well um John Favreau and Zendaya, like I said, they both have a lot of screen time, and they're both very, very funny. Flash isn't that funny. He's in it. His whole shtick's kind of just getting tired, but he's funny. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think they wrote a very good script for what I find to be a silly character. Uh, Mysterio should be hard to make work, even with Doctor Strange being in the MCU with the magic and all that shit. Um... They don't try to make Mysterio like a magician or an illusionist as he is in the comics, which I'm glad. I guess ultimately he is, but the fact that they incorporate like technology and they can loop back into Stark Industries and like bar from Civil War is very cool. Um, they spin it in a way that's actually like somewhat believable. Uh, like I said, with a ton of cool nods to the original source material. Uh, my favorite is he's like, oh, when he's revealing all of the, the background characters, he goes, buddy over here, uh, I've, he, he names the character, and the character's name is the person that 
I believe, the person that introduced Mysterio to the comics as well, which is a nice little uh, homage. But he goes, coming up with a, a multiple universe story, a guy named Quentin Beck. Like, who would believe that? Which is hilarious, because that's fucking Mysterio's origin story. Um, the pacing, as I said, very good. They keep it light. It's kids just having fun. It gets kind of serious, but, you know, it's nothing. It's, 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 it's. It's never, like, huge. It's it's nice to have a scaled-down version after, like, Endgame and Infinity War where literally half of everyone everywhere dies. It, it was cool. Um, they talk a lot about, like, the guilt and the feelings of over-responsibility after, you know, Tony Stark dies. It's cool to see Peter go through that journey. There's a lot of nods to Tony's mentorship to Peter as well. There's a part where he's kind of, like... um. He runs out of web at one point, and he doesn't have the suit to rely on. He doesn't have Edith, and so he literally just trusts his instincts, and that's how he ultimately wins, which is a kind of, I took, as a throwback to their speech in Homecoming, where he's lacing out Peter Parker, and he's like, I need the suit, and he's like, if you're nothing without the suit, you shouldn't have it, essentially being like, yo, like, you're, you're the hero, not the suit, which is, you know, I thought, that's, that's, at least how I interpreted it, and I really did like that a lot. Um, super interested to see where they're going to go next. Uh, there's a lot of nods, like I said. The intricacy of Tony Stark's enemies coming for revenge even after his death is very cool. Um, everyone that's a part of the evil plan is on the bad side of someone. Like They're, they're, they're all somebody that's been wronged by Tony Stark, with throughout the whole franchise, which is very cool. Um, there's also a post credit scene where Nick Fury and Kobe Smulders, who don't really do a whole lot in this movie, uh, they their job is kind of just to get Peter Parker and be like, hey, team up with this guy. Stop these monster things. Um, they're driving, and then you find out they're Skrulls, which is cool. So Skrulls are still on the good side, way in the future, you know? That's cool. I like that because last we saw them was Captain Marvel, which took place in the 90s. Everybody thought, hey, the Skrulls, they're probably going to be bad guys. But nope, they're, they were good in that, and apparently they're still good. So that's that's a cool spin on things. Keeps you guessing. Um, I thought that was a nice little twitch, twist. Sorry, uh, You see Nick Fury actually in the sky. Uh, in space, in a space station with a bunch of Skrulls and S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and he's essentially, like, on vacation. It looks like he's on a beach, but it's a green screen. He's in space. Then he goes, where's my sandals? I gotta go back to work. Uh, how long has he been gone? We don't know. Uh, I think he probably, like, took a break after Endgame, honestly. Like, he was probably like, yo, fuck this. But I, 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 I don't know. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it it's it's a fucking great movie, man. It's what you would want from a Spider-Man movie. They've been just nailing it lately. It's it's been great how they can sort of add the light and relatability and fun that Spider-Man brings to the table uh without having to be all high stakes and you know fucking dark and brooding like spider-man is in the raimi trilogies and like how cool and sleek and cutting edge he is in the the uh the other trilogy whatever the fuck it is um not even the trilogy they didn't even get a third movie but you know the one andrew garfield that one uh tom holland's hilarious in it he's just great 
John Favreau, John Favreau trying to throw the side, the shield is a high point of the movie for me, to be honest. Um, the, the one kid that wasn't blipped or snapped that's older and has all the girls attention. He's wicked funny. He's trying to get at MJ. MJ is like seemingly into him until after. And then he's trying to sabotage Peter and just that, that shit's really funny. There's a funny scene where he tries to be like, Peter's clearly Peter's sketchy. Like, where is he? He's always gone. And, and then, um, she quotes, uh, I forget his name. I forget his name, but the thing that's like, uh, speak your truth or whatever, everyone should speak their truth, and then he's like, exactly, and then he's like, well, Peter's not here, what about yours, you did this, you took pictures of people, I forget what she says, but basically just spins it on him, and it's like really, really funny, and then JB Smoove comes over after, and he's like, listen, I'm gonna be the cool teacher right now, you gotta stop doing all that weird shit, it's, it's bad, (laughs) and it's like, it, it cracks me up, um, but no, overall, it's uh it's a very fun movie about a kid trying to live up to the manhole he feels that he isn't quite ready for. And I think we might go a little while before we see Spider-Man again. I think we're going to get some sequels and some uh, origin stories to some new characters now. Um but hey, we'll 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 see. There's a lot of questions left after this movie too. Um he kind of runs down a list of heroes that they could call instead of needing him to to help out with the whole Europe crisis, and he just sort of Nick Fury just sort of dismisses all of them. Uh, when he asks about Captain Marvel, he's like, "Don't speak her name." So presumably something happens between them, but I don't know. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be a good thing to see. Um, yeah. So coming off that, I'll talk about Toy Story real quick. Toy Story four. I feel should have came between two and three as far as the overarching story goes. This movie is basically about finding purpose and a reason to live, which is cool, but I don't feel it was as final or as um, concrete or impactful as three was. Um, Emotional, yeah, for sure. There's emotion in this movie, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's very good. Uh, it kind of comes to terms with like what a toy is exactly um a lot of like self-realization from the characters where woody's like not the cool toy anymore um you know the girl doesn't really care not molly molly's andy's sister um i forget the new kid's name and i shouldn't because i i've watched the movie but she makes a new fork toy thing named Forky, hilarious character, holy fuck, hilarious character, the Arrested Development guy voices him, just unbelievably funny, um, but, anyways, Woody's like, hey, I'm cool with not being the cool toy anymore, this thing keeps her happy, so my job is to keep this thing here, and that's, like, pretty cool, it's pretty cool depth to have to a character that's a a fucking doll, but, uh, in the midst of all this, we've seen in the trailers, he reconnects with Bo Peep, who was missing in uh, Toy Story 3. We see why at the start of this movie. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's a very good movie. There's a lot of nice things in it. I think it kind of lacked a solid antagonist. But, man, it, it, it's, just a, it's just a good watch. I didn't expect, like, Oscar bait or anything like that. It's a, it's a fire movie. I watched both these movies in one day. 
And um, yeah, Toy Story was definitely the good choice for the second movie. It was fun. Lot a key appeal are in it. They play Bunny and Fluffy, I think, and it's like a bunny and a bear sort of stuffed animal combo where they're like holding hands all the time, and they're unbelievably funny. Just like probably the biggest laughs in the movie for me. Uh, Keanu Reeves is in it as a character called Duke Kaboom, which is one of those shitty like motorcycle toys where you push the thing down and it's supposed to jump super far hit a ramp and they never work right and that's like a part of his character he has like this weird existential crisis because he doesn't jump as good as the commercials which is hilarious because no toy works as good as the commercial seemingly um no it's a great cast there's not a whole lot from the supporting cast to be honest it's it's the woody show there's a lot of woody there's a lot of um forky a lot of the new characters but not a whole lot, and I don't know if that means they're phasing out the old characters or they're, you know, phasing in the new characters or what, but the way the movie ends kind of is, I don't know, they kind of, they they don't set it up like the end of the franchise, so I don't think it is, which is cool. Toy Story 1 is my favorite childhood movie. I love it, but, um, yeah, I think there will be some more, honestly. And I don't know who will stay and who will go character-wise, but we'll see. So coming off that, I'm going to do an episode on Midsummer as soon as I see it. Uh, last episode I did, I was literally getting ready to go see it that day, and I was too tired and couldn't go. So that sort of shit the bed. Anyways, I'm going to put this out, and it's not going to be a part of the regular scheduled shows. Um, doing a couple episodes this week with guests. Uh, I got this kid from Southern Ontario, uh, the hardcore scene, plays in bands, book shows, bunch of stuff. I'm going to talk to him kind of about generational stuff, uh, since he is quite younger than I am. And I think it'll be interesting to sort of get his perspective on some stuff. I'm going to hit up a friend from out west who's very involved in the music scene and um, videography and filming and yeah, we're, I'm just looking forward to having some good talks with some cool people. So those episodes will be out in the coming weeks. Uh, make sure to go over to the other show that we do, uh, Ready Up. There will be some content there soon as well. We're working on a multi-guest episode. Uh, it's going to kind of dive into the prevalence and importance of video games in various people's lives. But it's not going to be stupid deep. It's just going to be fun. And that should be out soon. We got to get to work on that. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be putting out our regularly scheduled episodes. I think we're going to try to schedule it. So one week this comes out, the next week Ready Up comes out and back and forth and back and forth. That's the schedule that me and Justin talked about and we're going to try to nail down. It's kind of just finding the time to do it. I've been real busy as also, or, and also just uh, the bunged up in general, just old man shit back hurts neck hurts i'm fucking tired all the time so yeah but anyways i'm uh glad i finally got to sit down and do this uh it wasn't as fresh in my mind as i would have liked guys but i really can't recommend spider-man enough right now i feel like that's the big movie that's in theaters right now um so you should y'all y'all should definitely go check it out even if you listen to this and have you know reservations about seeing it and I just blew the whole fucking movie for you. You'll still love it. Go watch it in 3D. That's another thing. All of the CG. Not, it's a lot of CG. It's a fucking kid pretending to be a spider. But all of the scenes where Mysterio's using his like l illusion shit. 
were mind-bending. It was some of the coolest use of 3D I have ever seen. Like, straight up ever. Um, y'all, y'all, y'all need to go see that movie. It was visually stunning. Uh, also, go check out the new It Chapter 2 trailer. That shit looks scary as fuck. Alright, thanks guys. Until next time, I'm Lance. This was View From Below. <laughs> <laughs>